0: Stand clear. 100% Wild Podcast. So for all you listeners...
1: Hello and welcome
0: to... Definitely not your favorite favorite. outdoor podcast.
2: That's right. Stand clear. It's the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. This is episode number 265. We're powered by DeerCast.
0: You, sir, are Matt Drury. You're Tim Chelsmick. And most importantly, you are now... An ultra marathon runner. Check this out. I got a medal. That's right, um, and it's not one of those like medals they just give out anymore to not kids. a participation yeah. trophy. You actually no. well, you did participate. <laughs> but you finished. Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was thirty-three point three miles in the Daniel Boone National Forest down in southeastern Kentucky. I'd never been in that neck of the woods, kind of like Smoky Mountains area. Yeah. It's rugged.
0: Very very rugged. Yeah, I saw the clip where it was like
2: the waterfall kind of the cliffs. Yeah, there's these huge grottos that you run through, like behind the waterfall, and then up and in and out of these gorges, and it was it was really something. Some guy, it was very, it was treacherous also. So it's 33 miles of trying not to hurt yourself,
0: and so mile three you started getting some knee you were going into it with a little bit of knee pain from Mm -hmm. the training right so how'd you make it through the rest of mile (laughs) three out of what 33
2: yeah yeah it was one of those moments of kind of despair like oh gosh this is hurting at mile three. I've got 30 miles to go. Uh, this is going to be really tough because also you're trying to manage cramping, trying to manage your nutrition and everything. And uh, Jake from First Form, my brother Andy came to to serve as like a support crew at the different aid stations. Yeah. Huge, huge help. Huge help to have cool. Just like the emotional support of having someone that you know they're taking care of you. It, you felt like. Like you're a race car, and you're at the pit crew, and they're taking care of you.
0: So as you're going through this, I'm sure there's periods where you're leaning on you, you, you're leaning on training, obviously, but are you starting to lean on? faith or you know the things that kind of get you through your daily life is that what kind of brings you back and pushes you through yeah
2: it, it, a lot of it is mental like like I start thinking about my dad that passed away a little bit I start thinking about my kids and my wife and like I, I want to, and and Jake and Andy and a lot of people were rooting for me and and you don't want to you don't want you don't want to dis- disappoint and obviously they're not going to so disappointed that you didn't make it but you want to you want to make him happy and so uh so th- that a lot of it is a mental game because there's a lot of points during that like you know once you get into mile 13 you start i started cramping and started had to work through that um but but you just kind of f- figure it out and figure out what your motivation is and you keep keep pushing that's but awesome <laughs> it was i finished just under nine hours so nine hours of running and eating and try not to fall and bust your butt.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I know Thank how hard you. you train. We see it here in the studio, and that's a, a heck of an accomplishment. When's the next one? Never.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <no. laughs> one and done. Well, you got one more than the rest of the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy. It's
2: cool to, to, to be considered an ultra runner at this point, and I, I, think, I think I'm good.
0: On the gravesite, <laughs> <laughs> right. forty what was it how old three 43 yeah 43 year old ultra marathon runner yeah
2: yeah so i've thought about the iron man like that could be a cool next step yeah. but we've actually got a real iron man
0: on the podcast look today. at you with the same way <laughs> that's almost like we're professional check it out that's right we got jw hart the iron man of pbr bull riding and when we get into it here i want to just list off a couple of this Please guy's do. stats we've known him for a long time but he was a 1994 rookie of the year 2002 pbr world champion he's a Tim 10, 10 times pbr world final qualifier Competed in 197 straight Premier Series events, which is where he earned the name, the Iron Man, over 200 rides in those, and uh, 2009 PBR Ring of Honor recipient. And currently, the coach of the KC Outlaws, which is a new team series, and that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. What's up, J.W. Hart?
1: What's going on,
0: man? <laughs> so this this guy, he was on, we've known him for a long time. So Mark and Terry, back in the day, Mossy Oak was a really big supporter of the PBR. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, when PBR would roll through town, Mark and Terry would go to the events and they'd sure. get to meet the guys. And, and uh, they struck up a kindred spirit type of relationship <laughs> with, with J.W. Hart, Justin McBride, a couple of these guys. And uh, we were lucky enough. To have JW on Dream Season Celebrity, At, what year was that? Was that 2009? Oh,
1: I think so. Yeah, maybe right in there, nine or ten maybe, but that's got to be got be pretty to cool. nine, yeah.
0: I don't know how in the world they convinced you to,
1: to grace us with your presence. Hey, they just said, "Hey, you get to go hunting, you get to kill stuff. Let's go do it." Hey. I was like, "Bingo!" Oh, man. I go I mean. It, being part of Mossy Oak always was cool and, and getting to hunt, you know, and go to places and things. But then the the celebrity deal, where we got to do it with you guys. And it was just, and it was really cool to me. Cause I got to see, what well, I guess you call behind the scenes stuff. You know, I, what you do in the trees and, and the, the lead up stuff, you know, on video getting to the trees and things. And, and uh, it puts a lot of that in perspective. Now I can't watch a hunting show of you guys or anybody for that fact and just go. I know how they got there. I know what they did when they got out of the truck. I know this. They talk, and then they shoot the bull, and they do this. It's pretty cool. It's like getting to go see a movie made, and then you know what all's happening behind the scenes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it. (laughs) A little bit. You know, I will say that it was a very interesting year for me as hunting. Like, I always had the camera on. It wasn't just, hey, go get in a tree and go do something. And, And something, I think that, you know, I've talked with Mark, uh, a couple of times, like he don't do anything hunting. That is not video mm-hmm. I'm like, where's the, Where, where's the, the true going out and just spending the time in the woods and letting that be part of it. And, but he's took such a love to it that he wants to share it with the world and I'm glad he does because he's a machine when it comes to getting big deer or whatever he's at Turkey or whatever. So. It's cool, but I, I envy him for getting to go hunting a bunch. But man, sometimes I just I, I'm on TV enough that sometimes I like when the TV goes away, the cameras turn away, go away, yeah. and I can out here at the ranch or do the same stuff, but do it inhibited in uninhibited with cameras and stuff. So
0: yeah, yeah. So you you know you guys you're you're there in Oklahoma, and that's where you were born, raised, and still live today. Uh, you have a heart cattle company it's family business that you have there how's the hunting in that area
1: it's, it's pretty good i just my son is is 13 now wacy and um so it was 13 years ago when we did uh dream season so um but i just sold a place and i bought another place and the place i sold was just a deer Mecca. Like it, it was big deer and he, and he shot his first deer on that place. First two deer, actually 125, 30 inch, eight point awesome. or 10 point cool. at, at nine yards with a crossbow. Oh, geez. Uh, So he was really kind of mad that we got rid of that place. But then we, the new place, it was just learning, you know how it is when you get a new place and you got to figure out where they're coming, where they're going, the bedding areas and a lot of dogs. So, uh this year was his first season there and then on day three i think i might have sent you guys pictures of him he shot us a real nice deer here in in oklahoma so you know one pushing 135
0: 140 10 points nice nice so you're in that stage of life where it's the fun part of it is starting to share it with others right that they call that being a (laughs) gamekeeper
1: i've never picked up i didn't the last two maybe three years I ain't even pulled my bow out of the closet. It's been all him. It's hmm. he shoots a crossbow, he shoots a, a compound bow and uh he's never shot a deer with a rifle. He's hmm. thirteen, never shot a deer with a rifle and he's itching to do it. So
0: that's pretty special uh, though. Learning the you know, getting them in close and kinda learning more about the hunting side
1: of it, right? That's kinda, you know, that's that's I was a I grew up a gun hunter and then when I got with Mossy Oak and you guys uh, I got a bow, and, and just the sheer element of having them in within bow range is so mm-hmm. much different. And it was so much more gamesmanship and, and more rewarding when it all came together. Um, come together a lot less, you know, <laughs> than a the rifle. And uh, so that's kind of like, – he just kind of come in my situation if that's the way I want to do it. And now he's wanting to get the rifle out so. This will probably be the year he busts the rifle out and try to get. And, it, and it's crazy. I want to get him as close. He wants to see how far he can, out, he can shoot him. Like <laughs> kind of just went 500 yards. I'm like, really? He
2: got a little Western
1: hunter in him. Yeah, yeah he wants he wants to go do the long shot. So,
0: so, so what caliber? I know you were probably a, a guy that grew up shooting a, a 30-30 or, you know, 30-odd-six or something like that. What What are you guys working with there now?
1: I, that's exactly what i my first deer rifle was a lever action winchester thirty thirty. you know nice. open side, you know 100 yard shot was a was a good shot <laughs> uh, but you know he's shooting a, uh he's shooting two different guns he's shooting a 223 mm-hmm. and and a uh 22 250 and uh he is pretty, pretty nuts on now i'm telling you he's he's there we went to we went to Florida uh, back last summer, early summer, and some friends down there. We took a uh, a swamp buggy out, and he got to shoot a three was it three thirty eight Lapua or something mm-hmm. like that. Fancy and hey, he was drilling pigs at three four hundred yards. Holy buckets! Three.
0: That's pretty cool, man.
1: So and so. Now, now I've got to try to find a three thirty eight Lapua <laughs> with uh thermal imaging, and I'm like, "You yeah, think you understand." <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's expensive having kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of the many reasons it's
0: it's expensive, right? Honey, I need this gun
1: for the family. You know, it's like an airplane too. I mean, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you now, what I love about following you and, and your wife on on social media is how much you involve your kids into your daily, you know, work ethic, what you guys are doing there in the farm, you know, the kind of the lifestyle and and it, it really is a lifestyle for you guys, right? I mean, it, it, it's what you grew up doing. It's it's what you've known your whole life, and and you're just like Mark and Terry and kind of the family business. It's it's kind of your family business passing it on and bringing them in, right?
1: Yeah, labor camp. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know we don't have the biggest ranch. I mean, we're we're uh, a little over 500 acres, but total. But yeah, they they all have their chores and. And really, every one of them, especially Wasey, I mean, he's 13 now, so he can not do a man's job, but he can take on some of the chores. He can get on a 100-horse tractor and go put out hay in the mm-hmm. snow and 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 plow fields or, or sow weed or whatever, and uh, flank bulls, sort of cattle, cattle. Uh, my nine-year-old, Sapphire, she's my water girl. She's in the barn every day uh, cleaning waters twice a day. That's her chore. So they all got chores. Uh, but they all reap the rewards of it too. You yeah. know, when when successful, from the bottom to the top, we we celebrate it together and get a piece of it.
2: I I think that lifestyle could be the salvation of our next generation because. I, it's the, the labor shortage right now is bizarre. I was at the gym yesterday and I overheard a couple younger, younger guys are probably 1920 talking about how they didn't want to show, they were going to bail on their shift at whatever restaurant they worked and you're at. You're hearing that a lot ghosting. Yeah. It was only 80. They were only going to make like $88 going there for their shift. So they were just going to go to the gym and, and hang out. And you see all these places that are closed because or, or open only partially because they can't find people that have a work ethic.
1: It's crazy to me that that it's like that too. I mean, it's crazy. I don't. I don't. know how to explain that. I mean, I was brought up. Didn't first off, if you didn't work, you didn't eat. And if and it really rolled into my bull riding that. Look, what I had my performance that night mm-hmm. on my bull, it truly dictate what i eat for supper if i won i might go to steakhouse if i didn't win it was cheetos and bean dip to the next one
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, i'd like to kind of talk about the journey a little bit and, and i want to start with where we're at now because you guys they're you know heart cattle company you're working on you raising cattle but you're also raising like championship caliber bulls right for what you guys like the far the pbr right
1: that's all we do is we don't we don't have a commercial uh, beef cow in the place. It's all bucking stock. We, the mothers are have lineage. Every every animal in our place has five, ten generations behind them of proven performance. And uh, it's it's no different than the racehorses. I mean, we we design them, we engineer them. That look, we've got this female cow that's bred this way back to her generations, and we want to mm-hmm. cross her lineage with this bull's lineage that's got five, 10 generations behind him that way. And we put them together and try to make a new lineage here and a a new branch to a tree and trying to, and everything is for the betterment of of bull riding. So uh, from the nutrition that they get from the breeding, the the IVF in vitro fertilization to it it is for, for it to come from such a, Grandpa's bull in the pastures, meaningless riding. <laughs> what it is today is 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 mind blowing.
0: I think some of the misnomers are how these animals are treated. They pre- you probably treat these animals better than you treat yourself. <laughs> and however, you yeah. know you've treated your
1: body over the years. I mean they're,
0: they're yeah, treated and like and kings.
1: I, and our kids, I mean, I, it, they get fed. And taking care of before we eat breakfast i mean I, I got a guy that works for me my my kids are in here and and the first thing when their feet hit the floor they work chores get fed get everything done leanne's in here when we cut kind of circle back through at some point grab a biscuit and sausage and back out to go take care of them again they and yesterday we had a bull of, an, of a partner of ours brought him in for a layover Gets off the trailer, and for some reason he's got a big cut on his side. We don't know how he got it, but immediately into the shoot, taken care of, sewn up, mm-hmm. and the it's, it's crazy the care that's taken of these animals.
2: I, probably my favorite quote of the. The conversation so far is JW saying, "My kids, they get fed. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you want? <laughs> <laughs> They're good. They get fed. They, they come inside to sleep. They're fine. Indoor plumbing.
1: Yeah, school is our, all our kids are home school, so um, school starts here after chores. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah."
0: So when you're looking back at your career and how you started and, and, you know, I I know you have a, a huge respect for that animal and obviously what, you know, what it means to your lifestyle and livelihood, but do you think about it a little differently now after taking such good care of these animals and raising them and, and doing what you do? Do you think back to the old days and think, man, you know, I, I understand it a little more clearly now, or I, if I would have known these things back then, uh, you know, think of what I could have done with that information.
1: The, the part for me that I wish I would have understood back then that I do now is how to take care of myself. The Bulls have always been taken care of and always been first priority of a stock contractor. But the bull riders back then, you see, I mean, we all, we've all hung out and done crazy things and had fun and just go to the next one. Now they take such great, they are engineered athletes as well. Like they, they count calories, count everything that goes in their body and what they do and the exercises and things. And we had hot, hot yoga to us back then meant something way different than it does now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had Cooper Davis on the show a few episodes ago, and he was, I mean, he's an athlete. He's a, yeah. he, hes a He has his fitness dialed in yeah. because he recognizes that that's just, you got to perform at that he, level.
0: Young kid with the whole world in front of him, and he's wanting to make sure he's, healthy for the long run, he, yeah. you know, and he, he's, he's not a, a broke down old cowboy at some point. So JW, do you have a
2: count of how many bones you've broken over the years?
1: No, but I really didn't. I, I got unscathed. Really. I, I even broke a few ribs here or there, or broke a finger, uh, I broke a leg, actually broke my, but, um, and I hate to say that it wasn't serious, but like for the, Twenty-five years, twenty years that I rode professionally. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty good, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. So, so now they all wear the <clears throat> the helmets with the face masks and all that. That that started after you guys were
1: through, didn't it? There was always a few guys that wore face masks or a helmet throughout history, basically. Um, but it, they kind of made it a. I think if you're born after 95 or 97 now it's mandatory um and me being the renegade i am i don't like anything any kind of rule like that tell me what kind of rope i want to use or what kind of helmet i have to or i have to wear a helmet you know um i'm kind of a free guy and i I still got my helmet on today but um (laughs) these are on I, i think it should be the guy's decision i mean if a guy's willing to put his health on the line without a helmet or a guy wants to take precautions and put it on, that should be his deal. I don't. I don't think anybody should give us the right to, or have the right to tell sure. us what we have to do. But that's the way the sport is. And luckily, I was past it uh, before they started making such rules.
0: So as you get into this new kind of the next evolution, I guess, and and uh, you're the basically you're the the head coach, the manager of this new team event that they put on and you're the casey outlaws i think it's first of all they picked the right guy for the job <laughs> <laughs> so so what what is this i mean what what goes into it and what's your task uh being the manager of this thing
1: it, you know uh this thing hope this all thing stems back 15 years ago 15 16 years ago there was talk of of franchises like And I remember Houston was one of the names back then, Houston and Dallas and different cities. They was wanting to build football franchises or baseball, basically, you know, and and build a league where there would be a a team of guys on each team and they could be traded and all this. But it was such a big risk and something kind of foreign to bull riding because bull riding is such a – and rodeo of anything is such an individual sport. Sure. Uh, it just—it was such a big risk and gamble that the PBR never could get the fortitude to bite it off, or or whether they had the the money to gamble it or whatever. But the one good thing through COVID is when the world shut down, the PBR kept going, and it was—they took the time. We we had an uh, arena there at South Point Hotel and Casino in Vegas. They let us have, and it was, it was curtained off. There was no fans and we had to go through testing and quarantines. And it was unbelievable for, for a whole month that we was there, but what the research that they found going through the, the, the team format, it was just kind of a thrown together team. They drew names and made teams and put them in, in uh, jerseys and, and and just had a little makeshift team deal, but the the numbers that come out of it and the and the uh, the sp- between the sponsors and the TV ratings, it was just a no brainer. Like it, it fell together like they'd always dreamed it could, but the research was like the evidence was there. Now the yeah. TV CBS they loved it, and the ratings were great little bit of it was because there was no other sports on on TV at the time. Sure, take facts for facts, but the ratings and the, the response we got from everybody uh, it really set these wheels in motion, and here we are a, a full circle now. That there's eight teams across the United States, from Arizona to North Carolina, and uh, they, they were a week a uh, week yesterday from the first ever draft. Uh, we'll draft our teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a five-man roster, a two-man alternate, and like a three to five. We we start out with a five-man practice roster and we got to cut it to three by mid-July. It's crazy. Like, I've watched enough baseball that I got a sense of what's happening. Yeah. But I'm still far enough removed from any other sport and in such so an individual deal that... I've had to really being a head coach now is try to figure out who I'm trading, who I'm drafting, mm-hmm. calling this coach and this team work and if you know me, I hate being on the telephone <laughs> I, down at the table and sitting here X's and O's. And but it's so new to me and so cool. And I'm I've always been a fan of baseball and the and the draft and how they trade and why they let you Darvish go or this guy or that guy. Yeah. And so, and then when we was on stream season, Celebrity was with Adam Wainwright, getting a visit with him and how cool he was, how big of a guy he was, how cool he was, how down to earth he was, and talking with him about stuff. Uh, Now I wish I could go back and revisit our conversation because I'd have questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to be cool. I'm excited about it. And Kansas City has just opened their, opened their arms to us. And, and you guys know, y'all are from right around and close enough that uh, we may get to see each other a little bit now again.
0: That's right. I'm looking forward to it. So I, I saw that there's another team in Missouri, our good friend Johnny Morris at Bass Pro. He's him and Luke Snyder down there. They're starting uh, their own team. So is there any kind of rivalry that will form throughout this type of deal?
1: Yeah, they suck. <laughs> the, the answer is yes. Ross Coleman's the head coach; they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What What other
2: What other towns or regions have teams?
1: Uh, well, there's uh, Carolina, and okay. Jerome Davis be the coach there. Uh, Ridgemont, or is it Johnny Morrison's team? Is is Luke and Ross be head coaches? I'm in Kansas City. Justin's head coach in Nashville, mm. uh, Michael Gaffney's head coach in Austin, um, Cody Lambert's coach in uh, Fort Worth, uh, and Paulo Crember is the head coach of Arizona. How
2: cool! I mean, I, I feel like we're at the beginning stages, like just like high school and college bass uh, bass teams. Yeah. Had, were like, and, and now that's a legit sport and now this is you know just kind of another just another iteration of bull riding
0: yeah it's pretty amazing because you know like you said it it through throughout COVID it was it was amazing how many people came back to something like bull riding and something like hunting it's 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 amazing our numbers yeah real stuff it's like all right you know world shuts down guess what there's still some real things out there that you can do mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, yeah. it's pretty amazing to see you guys be able to, you know, take that and run with it. And, and I'm sure the TV, you know, the TV side of it, I'm sure they're clamoring to, to get rolling. Is it July end of July that you guys start the the tour?
1: Yeah, there's going to be 10 uh, or 12 stops. We'll have one stop or 10 stops. I'm sorry. there's are going to be one stop in, in all the teams, you know, uh, team cities. Yep. And then there's going to be two neutral sacks. And the neutral sacks, the first one is a neutral in Cheyenne. And then I'm not sure, like third or fourth or fifth one is in Anaheim, California.
0: Nice.
1: Um, So, But the rest of them will be all one in Kansas City, one in Nashville, Fort Worth, Austin, I think Charlotte or Greensboro. I'm not sure where their home city is. Hmm.
0: So as you guys, you know, you you get to travel around. You were for the a long, long time, uh, obviously a part of the announcing team there in the PBR and the TV side. And so as you travel around, and now of course you're you're taking the cattle everywhere with you and the bulls. And it, what's are you amazed when you go into somewhere like New York City and you guys are playing in the Garden or wherever it is, and and to see kind of the hustle and bustle and bringing you bring, you know, <laughs> here come the
1: Cowboys. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's, I don't know. I always think of that and that dynamic and how interesting it is.
1: Hey, it's New York, not so much the last couple of years. I mean, things changed so much in our world right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but even, even now, um, we get got a few protesters in New York, but that's good. That's great. You know, if you don't like something, as long as you're peaceful about it, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, but the response that, believe it or not, the response that rodeo and bull ride get in New York is crazy. It's one of our biggest sellouts, And you wouldn't normally think that, you know. But they they don't see this every day. Mm-mm. Like, you can do a bull ride in Oklahoma City, you've got to promote the hell out of sure. it. Sure. To get, because, well, I've seen a bull ride. Yeah. I, I see them all the time. I don't really need to run to Oklahoma City this weekend to watch it. I seen one yesterday and that day uh New York, they don't see it every day. So they just flock to it and they love it and, and they're fans and and I sit I was actually sitting in uh in a hotel lobby bar one night in uh in New York City like a week before I was up there doing some PR stuff and uh, a lady just out of the blue just walks up and talking to me and my wife, she's like, reindeer dipping is my favorite bull. I'm like she, she didn't know who I was. She had no clue. I was just wearing a cowboy hat. She just associated that cowboy hat over there Jeez. with a book that she watches on TV. <laughs> and she all about reindeer dipping. And she huh. just come up. I had no clue if I was Debbie Hart or Joe Blow. And yeah. like, you're a cowboy. You know who reindeer dipping is? <laughs>
2: it just so happens I do. Jada, <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned TV. Did you say TBS is who's carrying the, uh, the bull rides?
1: CBS Sports and C, actually CBS the network count. Know. Okay,
0: wow, big yeah, time. These there. guys are big time. P B. Yeah, not long ago, I believe, like Cooper Davis and and the I forget the guys. What's the guy that that P B R was his baby and it, his company? They were at the New York Stock Exchange. Whoa, <laughs> it's like I mean that's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things like J W said. It's <clears throat> it's mainstream. You know, and it's just a network of good old boys, you know, that 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 are running this yeah. thing. That's the best part
2: about it. I mean, I, I still remember watching bull riding on TNN back in the day. That was, I don't know, like Sunday afternoon or whatever. JW was probably
0: the one riding. Yeah, yeah, very likely.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was
1: gold. So where's that? That's where it all began and started. So you, you look back and old, it, go the ahead. Bull, the whole PBR started with, with 20 guys. Jeez. Twenty guys. Twenty bull riding, The the premier twenty guys in the world said, you know what? Rodeo rodeo's great, but bull riding is the best part. And we can make it a standalone. Let's try to make it a standalone sport where that's all the the family comes to see one night is the bull riding. And they all put a thousand bucks apiece in nineteen ninety two in a half mm-hmm. and hired Randy Bernard to be, you know, kind of lead it and try to move us on. And they told him, said, what, uh, he's like, what's the job pay? It's like 50,000 bucks. First thing you gotta do is make the company make 50 so you can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> that's motivation. I, make
2: as much as you want.
1: <laughs> and that's, it's crazy that it is what it is today. And it, and I know it took a lot of hard work from them guys. And, but, uh, just the sheer luck and just, the good Lord wanting something this, that, and it couldn't happen no other way. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's fun to be able to look back and see the genesis of something kind of percolating, and like this is, this is
0: just so. There's no way this should have happened. And if you've not been to one of these events, you should go cuz it's, it's a spectacle. It, it is a spectacle. I mean, it is awesome. The show that they put on, the introduction that they put on to all the bull riders and stuff. I mean, it's it's world class. It is interesting. And,
2: and and it's it's almost countercultural now because it's so patriotic. Like it's so pro America. It's just it's it's the heartland. It's just so refreshing to see that <laughs> yeah. those, those
0: those traditional values still exist and they're profitable. Like people still want that. It's pe- because of that. Hey, meaning like that, there, there are so many people that are the unheard or the, mm-hmm. the voice that silent not, majority. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, it's nice to be able to see somebody that, that flies your flag and, and is proud of it. Exactly. You know?
1: So, you know, JW, yeah. when you look back yeah. at things, you know, that's the thing. It, it's so family oriented, like nothing that's going to happen there. You're going to have to cover your kid's eyes. Yeah. Mm. It's all family and good for zero up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 we've been lucky. JW has taken us kind of, you know, behind the scenes at the events. And it is so neat to see, mm. you know, for, it is a spectacle behind the scenes as well, just to see what it takes to go into these arenas, put the show on. I mean, think, I think about that. <laughs> you know, the circus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how many days do you, how many days does it take to actually
1: set up? Hey, this—that's this crew that they, the PBR, it don't it. The, at the World Finals, they'll—we've the, done had three nights. They take this arena completely out, every inch of dirt gone.
2: Jeez. There's a
1: concert or two there in that arena. Uh, I want to say tomorrow, and then when that concert's out at ten o'clock or eleven mm-hmm. o'clock, whatever, they—you got to take them, give them time to get their stuff out. And then by the time they get out to eight o'clock the next night, they'll have a hundred truckloads of dirt in Jeez. and the arena set up, all the lights, sound, everything ready to go in less than, I would, I would guess less than 12, 14 hours.
2: Unbelievable. It is. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was just going to say, so I, it's not considered best practice to ask a celebrity about another celebrity, but I'm such a country music junkie. I have to ask if you ever ran into Chris Ledoux back in the day and what, you know, if you have any stories there.
1: I, 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 I never met him personally. Mm-hmm. I went, to, I was at a rodeo in uh, Beaumont, Texas and was entered in the bull riding and he was doing the, you know, the singing afterwards. And I stuck around long enough to watch his little concert there uh, in the arena and before I had to go. I don't even remember where I was going, but I stayed and watched it. And, and I'm glad I did now because I knew who he was. And, and But you never know how things turn out. And I'm glad I stayed. And uh, it was cool. He had the bucket machine in his show. Cool. And wrote it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That Jack, his his good stuff. Yeah.
0: we're down memory lane, that, <clears throat> I know that you had a chance long time ago. What was it in the '80s to to was it train with Lane Frost, kind of in his heyday?
1: Well, I was. It, it all started in '85. He, I watched him. We the national finals rodeo, the tenth round of it, the final day would always come on TV. And so every year from early 80s, when I was old enough to watch, we'd watch the 10th round of the NFR. And uh, that year in 85, Lane was the first one to make the whistle that night. And I was just so drawn. I don't know what he, what it was, um, but I was a, just a kid. You know, I was 10, 11 years old, and it, I was just so drawn to him. That, that. And then come to find out, a friend of mine that a junior rodeo with lived just down the road from him, and they rode bulls at the same practice pin and things. And I was like, man, I want to meet that guy. Well, his mom called my mom and said, hey, Lane's coming up here, you know, this weekend or week, I'm going to get on some practice bulls. Jay doesn't want to come up and meet him. And why, sure. You know, so I got up there and, and got to get on some uh, bulls around him and visit with him, take pictures and stuff. And then just just a kid that was in love with, with a, a hero and and a I don't know if you would call it a mentor, but he was just a hero to me, and uh, really got to know him over the next uh, four years before his death. And and uh, so yeah, I, I have that. I, and he he actually, I got a pair of his shafts that's in my closet awesome. and wow. memorabilia yeah. that from when he was alive that he gave me and things he's done. And just luckily, I didn't you know lose it or get rid of it or. As a kid, really lose it, I yeah, guess. But, yeah, you know, and I, I got it. And it's so cool to look back and and know that some such an iconic figure uh, of our sport of the world that I had a connection with, and, and it's, it's one of my very best memories, I guess, of of, of our world.
0: I, I wonder and I don't remember what year that movie came out exactly, but, you know, I know that the rise of the PBR and and really a lot of what you guys were doing around that time, I would think, like, when say um, uh, any movie comes out Brave or, you know, some of the movies about archery and, and mm. hunting or archery or things like that, they get an uptick in popularity and interest from youth. You would have to think that with that movie, it really helped kind of the PBR in, in that time period and, and a, probably a really critical time period.
1: And not just then. He It's crazy. A man that's been gone 30 years is so impactful this far removed. Uh and and you're right, the movie and every time a rodeo movie or a western comes out, our we get a tick better, you know, tick something. And and uh but for the long haul, Lane the name Lane Frost and his mother I'm really close to to, uh his mom and dad, Clyde Nelson. In fact our, one of our girls is named after Elsie mm. his mother and uh, they're they're amazed they, they they're blown away they can't imagine that that Lane had that big of impact on in a short period of time he made his first NFR in 1984 and he died in 89 mm. uh, who, who has that kind of impact on anything yeah. in that shorter? Of- that 30 years later there's kids still that he's their hero and they, they, their parents wasn't even around when he was around, you know,
0: I know just a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't even know what prompted me to do it, but I randomly looked up, his name or brand yeah. on Instagram and you know, I was like, Oh, this yeah. is cool that they, they had, you know, all kinds of stuff about him And nice. I just went down that rabbit hole and you know, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Like you said, some am a shooting star kind of mentality and, and bright, super bright when it was, when it was shining and, and uh, you know, still shines a day.
1: He was a shooting star that hit our, like it, it, it hit and it made an impact around the, not even so much the, the Western world. I mean, there's people that have come to the Western world because of that movie. Yeah. And it wasn't even a box office hit or something, you know, it was just a, and that's just a random movie, you know, that you pick up on Netflix or something. Yeah. And, it's and become it, kind
0: of a cult cool classic.
1: It, yeah. And the, you know, the cool thing to me is, uh, is Elsie. She will, she'll explain it that, that, and, and I know that the, in that movie, it showed that, that Clyde was really hard on lane and it's, there's nothing further from the truth hmm. and that he never told him he loved him, And he never did this and he never did that. And it was always hard on him. And it, there was nothing further from the truth. And, but, and, and that really hurt Elsie because she knew that it was different. But she said, since that movie's come out, she's had so many people, fathers come to her and say because of that movie it changed how i talked to my son ah
2: something good came out of it
1: so she's she's happy with it that it's bringing you know uh fathers and sons closer together that's great wow
2: so cool
0: so, J.W., what's next on the docket for you? I know, obviously, this team, the team events have to be, you know, a huge part. You said how much you're pouring over kind of the, the stats and, and, and trying to, the X's and O's, so to speak. But is that the big next thing for you that's taking up kind of the next period of life? Or or is it still the main, you know, I'm sure the main focus is there at Hart Cattle Company and, and making sure you guys are, are breeding, you know, future championship bulls, right?
1: Well, it it'll always be our cattle company because that's really the one job I I can't get fired from (laughs) (laughs) Can fire me from CBS talking on television. They can, they can fire me from being head coach at Kansas city, but our cattle company is what we do. That's who we are. That's our thread. Um, but yes, that's, that's the next step in, Whatever you, I don't even know the word, but the next step in our evolution of bull riding and, and I guess a way to make a living, too. I guess that's what we all do is, is try to make a living. And uh, Kansas City uh, was lucky enough to find me. <laughs> Humble <laughs> as he is. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm very fortunate. And the guys, uh, Lenny Forey and the guys that own the team are, are just like we are, they just made their living and made their fortune however they could, and they 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 had bad boy mowers. They got outlawed snack chips now, and the things that they've done to be able to afford to to venture off into bull riding teams is uh, they're such a good fit for me and my family. They're they're country people that love their family and love what they do in the sport. So. It's going to be fun. Um, I, I, I'm. There's not another team. We're not the biggest. We're not the New York Yankees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we might be more like the Oakland A's or whatever. But um, I, I would. I don't want to be anywhere else. This is the team that um, we made a, a, a bonding connection with, mm-hmm. and that means more to me than than money or or any other other things, So uh, we're we're gonna be in it to win it.
2: Well, it's it's nice that you that you have this continued influence. It's a very proactive influence on the next generation of what what bull riding looks like, and and that yeah, that just goes to your legacy. Like that's it's that's really strong.
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> he doesn't know
1: you like I do.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> the full story,
0: it scares me that you and Justin both have teams. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's probably – I think our wives probably think the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Who's We're, the adult responsible? One of the
0: funnest nights of my life was a random night meeting J.W. and Justin
1: McBride in Nashville. <laughs> Don't tell Leanne or Jill, though. We can't let them know that we've got teams yet. <laughs> That's
0: right. You better keep it a secret <laughs>
1: as long as you can. <laughs> Well, it's
0: been a pleasure, man. It's been too long since we've we've seen you, and I wanted to show you. I dug this out
1: of our. Uh, I know <laughs> I got my thing in the closet still. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right next to the Lane Frost chaps. <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> That's right there. Yep. We got uh, back a little bit. Pull back. I, other, way, that? other way. Other way. That way. Which camera <laughs> am I on here? This one, right here. Sorry. Oh yeah. There you go. Yep. That's JW riding a bull, and it was Team Heart. It was a fun, interesting year. We had some stories there with more, you know, you and Adam were <clears throat> are, uh, the two guys that were common sense guys, him and Waino, mm-hmm. And it's hard to say that about JW, but they were the common sense guys. When you had yes. Aaron Lewis and Tim Sylvia Jeez. constantly bickering <laughs> through the whole season at each other, it was those uh, group hunts were
1: pretty fun. I- I just I I wonder how much uh, scent control Aaron Lewis had (laughs) used
0: well you smelled him when he got off the bus there wasn't much scent unless his cover scent was that smell he he had a cover scent Everywhere he went, he had a cover scent. That's right.
1: He had a cover scent. <laughs> <laughs> I tell
0: has a contact high. <laughs> That's right. Everybody did in camp. It was uh, it was an interesting dynamic of people, uh, but it was that was one of the funnest seasons we ever had, man. Unbelievable. Yeah,
1: I, I enjoyed it, and, and I've told people I said I'd love. I don't know if I'd ever have time to do it again. But, yeah. Uh, I I would love to do it again because there's no way Tim Sylvia and them guys beat us there's no way <laughs> yeah see tim was oh. teamed up with jeff and
0: david Lindsay, and, yeah, and that I, was hard for anybody to beat jeff and david Lindsay mm-hmm. at killing big deer and I,
1: don't, I don't know who the judges was but they got that all wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> we want to recount that's right that's right well, JW, is there anything that you'd like to, to plug or promote? I know on, on you guys are on Facebook at the Heart Cattle Company. you got a Twitter account, uh, at the JW Heart. I think you have a TikTok account as well, which I find <laughs> <We> very interesting. <laughs> Who <we> believes that? <laughs> that must be your wife or your kids telling you to do that. Somebody else is telling you to do that.
1: Well, here's what happened. Is it, uh, they was watching TikToks one night, and it, and it was all the funny stuff yeah like, thing was just so i was like hey i need i like to watch that kind of stuff wrecks and crashing burn and so they made me an account and then, then ways you get to making little videos of us leaving home or doing something goofy and, yeah and got pretty fun really i i'm not a big tech guru or nothing but uh, he kind of holds my hand through it and uh, we make some funny stuff every now and then. So that's fun. Nice. So,
0: so does Wacy go on a lot of the trips or can he go on a lot of the trips with you?
1: Yeah, he goes, he goes, I would say close to 90% of the times I go somewhere. Uh, you know, during that COVID deal, we went to Florida for two weeks and it was just me and him. And, and, uh, we wasn't in, we wasn't at bull House and there's a big lake out in front. And, uh, I probably should say this because the game words will be in my door tomorrow, but, uh, I'm back there doing something. I said I'm gonna go to the bathroom. He says, I'm gonna go down at this lake and I see if there's any alligators. So, ain't <laughs> man, he done got one on a fish hook. <laughs> and, like, oh, good lord, <laughs> Florida. We ain't been there, Okeechobee, Florida, an hour and we done caught us an alligator. <laughs>
0: Whoa,
1: <laughs> alligator loose. But,
0: That's awesome, man. That, that the memories that that I'm sure that he's you know, that he will have in life from these trips and these times with you, uh, that, that, that stuff. Cause I mean, I remember that going the few times that, you know, a year that I'd go with dad hunting to Illinois or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the things that I remember the most. And yeah. um, it's just one-on-one time that you can't beat, man.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it ain't just him. I mean, we we alternate. They all, all the kids alternate two one to two or three of them go with me all the time. We got six of them. So one to Two, three. I try not to take all of them if I don't have to, because <laughs> Yeah, it's there, there has been times I took all six, and Leanne takes all six. And, but we go you know, uh, two and four, or three and three, or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Divide
2: and conquer. That's the way to do
0: it. Uh, yeah. Well, man, it's been it's been great having you, you on. And, and if there's anything you ever need from us, I look forward to seeing what, what kind of trouble you can stir up in Kansas City. and
1: We'll be sure. And we get our team drafted here uh, next week or this – yeah, this next week. And I think we're going to try to do a deal there in, in – uh, what is it? There's light – Power and light district. Yeah, the PBR Power bar. Light. Yep. Uh, try to do something there, celebrate the team, something I'll holler at so you guys can come down absolutely hey, I man
0: i love it i appreciate hey. it tell everybody we said hi i appreciate you jumping will, on buddy
1: i will do it like always tell everybody help, hello except terry <laughs> <laughs> i will <laughs> but,
0: i'll pass the message on <laughs> Don't
1: know where it come from <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt all right thanks man right. cjw i appreciate you all yeah right. yep. bye-bye wow
2: <laughs> that's a character
0: he, JW is the best. Uh, like I said, we, we you know we were fortunate to meet him a, a long time ago, kind of in the heyday when Mossy Oak was partnered with the PBR, mm-hmm. and uh, and met a lot of people through through JW, and and uh, they're just. Those they're all cowboys. I mean, they're they're true cowboys, and they're the most down to earth people. But you'll never have more fun in your life than you will going out with with these guys.
2: It's one of the the coolest things about hunting is just how it cuts across so many different levels of of people. Like uh, when when I was uh, one of the at one of the aid stations or one of the creek crossings on my race this past weekend, there were a couple guys that, uh, that were watching the, the river crossing and they were actually Drury Outdoors fans. One really? of the guys had deer on his phone. No way. Yeah. So it was cool to get to talk to them and give me a chance to catch my breath. And, <laughs> but like, you just never know who's going to be a hunt. Usually they're wearing camo, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's cool that it cuts across so many different levels how of was humanity. My
0: son's field day yesterday. And I, and I came up and just said how much he loved the shows and all that oh, cool. stuff. It's just, it's random, but you know, that, that the crossover, I know this is kind of a different episode for our podcast and what we typically do, but Mm -hmm. the crossover of people that, you know, like watching, it'd be like watching NASCAR or watch, you know, there's a few things that there's so much crossover and PBR and bull riding rodeo. And that's a, that's a major one. And yeah. And, uh, it it was fun that year with dream season celebrity. I mean, so many (laughs) funny, so many funny stories. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fun
2: season to watch, but I can't imagine what didn't, what wasn't allowed to make make the cut
0: well nobody had really an issue with letting it hit the air until it aired i got a call from aaron lewis one night and it, it was i'll never forget it because it was like a two-hour call oh, and and he was just beside himself with how he was being perceived and you know and all this stuff And it, it because aired, of the thing with him and sylvia no oh. it was because he the the way that you know these shows especially dream season back in the day what you know, encounters and the things that were interesting made the cut mm-hmm. at the final edit, obviously. Yeah. And he had a tough season that year and and we weren't properly, I guess, showing, showcasing the tough season. And, and I'll never forget it. Cause at one point he says, I mean, we're friends with Aaron to this day. Great, great dude. And obviously a, a, a major Patriot and, we He comes and he, he calls me and he's kind of, you know, giving me the, he's in the studio and, you know, he's probably had uh, <laughs> some some things affecting his <laughs> train of thought. Mm-hmm. And finally in the conversation, he says to me, he goes, he goes he's like, man, he's like, uh, I'm not trying to be a rock star, but... I'm a rock star. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. Like, you know, he's basically trying to say, Hey, I, I can complain because yeah, I I'm license. a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. And so I'll never Maybe forget Maybe you it. don't
2: know this, but yeah.
0: uh, I, it was a lot of work putting that together. And it was a lot of work getting, uh, you know, schedules lined big up. Big personalities and, are tough. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like Tim Sylvia, still great friends with him. Obviously, Wayno and I still, honey was on, he's on 13 this season. He was over at Illinois hunting with Jim Tomey, sure. killed a nice deer, Like the friendships that we made out of that are, are still, you know, still kicking. So, um, Mm. it it was a fun, fun season. That's cool. I was glad it was over though.
2: (laughs) I I, I can't imagine just
0: the the circus that that whole thing
2: must have been. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we've got the real wild clip of the week that we need to get into. This one's kind of a,
0: kind of a physiologically weird one. Now I'm interested because I don't know what this one is. So, all right, it, let's...
2: It comes to us from Michael Engelmeyer.
0: Oh, Inge. I just talked to him mm-hmm. on the phone today on my we're way to work, actually. yeah, small world. And this, I didn't know this was being used. Wow. All right, let's go. Let's see it. Okay. The real in. wild clip of the week.
2: All right. We're looking at an antler shed here. Oh, it's a shed. Okay. A G2.
0: G2. And now we see a clip here of this buck scraping. It's the
2: same deer that the shed belongs to. Okay. He's over a scrape. So what makes this a wild clip? So stay tuned because, okay, here we're seeing the base. Now the pedicle and holy buckets. Uh, it's a dead uh, deer. <laughs> it's a dead head. And if you see where the other pedicle came off. Looks like it's ripped out of his skull. Exactly. There's a hole
0: there. So, so I guess this deer was alive, young, probably a three-and-a-half-year-old buck that my cat that on his farm, and then it shows up. He finds it during the you know shed season mm-hmm. and it's totally missing one whole side. It's got a hole in it. he's got no idea what happened to him. What kind of force would be able to rip that out like that?
2: I don't know. I, I think he said that this deer was very active in terms of like scra- uh, uh, rubbing and, and, uh, and just sparring. Like it was a fighter. And so uh, it's it's very likely that he got into a fight that he just bit off more than he could chew. And, and it, I mean, it looks like it must have been a violent ripping action to rip part of its skull out of I mean, its, it the rest be. of the cranium, <laughs> and funny. leave a hole. And, and, and you got to imagine then that that, Kill like them. a direct line to your brain, is yeah. going to allow for infection. And yeah. Bad news for that too.
0: Come over here. Let me pull your ear. See how. Yeah.
2: And I need to get a lot of, like, the root of your ear <laughs> yeah, out of there. The whole
0: thing. That's not good.
2: Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. Too bad. That deer had a lot of potential too.
0: <clears throat> yeah. That sucks. That's wild. <laughs> that's a wild clip (laughs) that's that's like a Saturday Night Live guy like Christopher Christopher Walken yeah I don't know
2: what happened to that buck that's a pretty good impression everything goes up at the wrong time and down at the wrong time with Walken I like it it's weird yeah he's a weird dude hey
0: but funny 78 years old I think his best role was uh Pulp Fiction right he was the oh, dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the What's story it? he was telling that, was a
2: Vietnam or that Fat Boy Slim video that he was in, where yeah. he's just dancing and then yeah. flying around that atrium. Yeah, crazy guy. <laughs> uh good stuff. Uh,
0: Next up, he'll be in the Wild Clip of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> <That'll be great. laughs> Christopher walking. Hunting, you if you're get... a fan, Christopher, if you're a hunter, let us know. <laughs> we could get you on the Wild Clip of the Week. Yeah, you could be on our show. <laughs> That's right. Whoa, whoa. Hey, speaking of whoa. Our next guest, before I know we got some business to move on to here. I'm Our next so guest. We've been hitting the jackpot Dude. here lately. I'm not saying I'm calling in favors, but I've been calling in some favors. And it's paying off. It's paying off. Oh, big time. We're gonna have Craig Morgan on next.
2: Dude. Yeah. Guess what's staying at home? Your guitar, hopefully. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs>
0: Alan's shaking his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the peanut gallery. Yeah, yeah. But we you know the beautiful part about doing everything we do on video. It's gonna live forever. Forever. Who knows? Maybe For we pull it up. Ever. And then I just like, <laughs> hey, Craig, like, what do you think of this? Zoom in to no. Dustin Lynch's face, no. and he's like, "Oh my god, this is happening!"
2: Freaking <laughs> Dustin Lynch leaving me hanging.
0: <laughs> he didn't say a word. As you're like, "Yes, yeah, sing it with me." <laughs> sing along, everybody. <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just see how you sound. <laughs> so, Craig
2: Morgan, how long ago was it that he had that he had his own hunting show?
0: Well, he's still he still he's, still the, he's he um, is on All Access. Or no, it's all over the road. It was, I think, it did. His show was all access, I think. But uh, the show that Aaron Lewis used to be on with like Rock Borderline mm-hmm. and you know the guys over there—that it's called All Over the Road, I believe. Okay. I'm gonna have to look look into that again. But anyways, he's good friends with these guys. So Craig a lot of times appears on that show. But Mark had him in for a hunt a long time ago uh, when he was filming his own show, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and had him in. And that hunt appeared on our stuff, and it appeared on Craig's stuff. But Craig running into him at like the trade shows or when he comes through town, and we we'll go see him at the show. There isn't a nicer guy in the industry. And it's Dude. not the like I think about a guy like Adam Wainwright or J.W. Like there's th- most of these guys that you run into that are our real celebrities, mm-hmm. they are the most down, the hunters I'm talking about. Sure. They're the most down earth guys, and I, and I think Craig is probably up there at the top of the list of all of them.
2: Makes me happy, because I've, I've I've liked his music. I've liked what, he, what he's done in general. Yeah. He's, he's such a great patriot, and so it, it makes me is. happy to hear that. He
0: was in the the service. Mm-hmm. I think it was yep. the National Guard, I believe. Or I'll have to look at I that. thought it was Army,
2: but I, yeah, I could he be wrong. you might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I know he does a lot for the troops. And even like when they're deployed, oh, yeah. he goes overseas quite a bit. Yeah. So. Well, he's
0: on a, a reality show right now. Oh. No. So yeah, that's kind of what we're going to dive yeah, into that. That guy never slows down. Dude, he doesn't. He's constantly going. So, so uh, definitely tune into
2: episode number 266. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to
0: chatting with him. So.
2: 267 is
0: just going to be a full Christopher Walken No, 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 no. I'm working on show. another big guest for what? 267. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I would have Maybe had, I'll watch it. Yeah, and it's not Wayno. I I would have had Wayno on. I, I had like a dummy. He had he had just gone through the. He was on the IR for mm. Major League Baseball because he got COVID, and they make you Stands have Stands for injured reserve. Yeah, they yeah. make you have two um, negative tests before you okay. go back in. Well, so like. Friday last week I was like oh hey <laughs> I texted him I was like hey you should come into the studio I go I'm not scared <laughs> and I was like, you should come bring your COVID st-. with you it doesn't yeah, matter we're good here and uh, <laughs> yeah waiting right COVID he's like oh actually he goes I just got cleared I'm going I'm going to be playing on Sunday and then that so, so this was just a couple days ago him and Wayne or him and Yachty they broke the all-time major league baseball record far a battery a pitcher catcher for a uh, amount that's, of games started, awesome. and i mean that's was that the game that Pujols pitched pitched yeah the cardinals just <laughs> creamed the other team yeah so pools <laughs> pitched they set a record like it was uh it was pretty cool so anyways where he's like don't worry well i'll get in there at some point but man during the season that's tough i missed my small window there. yeah yeah so Ugh. we'll get him on, but that's not who it is. It's a different guest. It's a it, he's a, a Hall of Fame caliber outdoorsman. Whoa! Boom. Uh-huh. Okay. So he was I'll texting me look. this morning. He's killing birds with Fred Zink and Chris Paradise from, uh, oh. from Mossy Oak and GSM. Mystery thickens. Yeah, think on it, Tim. Okay, I will put that noggin um, to work. Uh, let's uh, let's help our buddy
2: Sean out with the question of the day. Let's do it. Let's.
0: All right, so the question of the day is proudly brought to you by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. I need to start shooting my bow. I think I'm going to draw Iowa this year. Boy. And I'm scared. <laughs> that I am scared about. It's the land of the giants. Well, most the biggest reason I'm scared is because it'll be the first time I'm hunting at Marks, like really hunting at Marks. More pressure. <laughs> I told Scott, I was like, <laughs> I'm usually not too worried about things like this, but we screw up this. <laughs> we'll You'll never. hear about it. <laughs> It will never let it Mm -hmm. down. And there will be footage of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. You'll be fine. I'm going to start shooting early this year. Good idea. Never a bad idea.
2: So this one comes from our buddy
0: Sean. Okay, Sean.
2: So what is the question? Do I get audio on this one? There's no audio. Okay. He's just asking, how far can a buck go if it's hit on one lung only?
0: Well, this is like the worst, you know, you always think of like a liver hit or, you know, or maybe in the guts or something as like one of the worst hits. Mm-hmm. And those suck because, you know, that obviously the, the animals, you know, it, you got to give them a lot of time. Yeah. To, to, you know, to die basically. But with a one lung hit, I don't know if there's a trickier track job <sighs> because you can get a lot of good blood. A and lot. It's yeah. Really red, mm-hmm. really red blood.
2: Which is encouraging. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like
0: charging ahead. Yeah, this this is year's bleeding dead. like crazy, and uh, the, those are the ones that a good chance you may not find because then they they once they clawed up. And they'll keep going, and they'll go forever. And you know, I know Mark and Terry both talk about this. A single long, single long hit is a, is a really tricky one, and they can go and go and go and go. Hundred percent.
2: And and if you if you use DeerCast Track in DeerCast, you will see, you will see similar results. Like it will tell you that you need to give this deer time, because even though you may see encouraging sign along the the blood trail, you really got to give it a, give it a minute.
0: So I think the trickiest part about that, you know, if you're not filming, which most people, you know, probably aren't, although with, you know, tact cams and and those type of point of view cameras, a lot of more people do film their own hunts now. But in general, if you don't have footage of exactly where you hit him and you think, you know what, it seemed like a double lung or, you know, it's may be the difference of the shot angle. Right. Yeah. That, That gives you the single lung. You know, say he was quartering to you, you know, and you just clip one lung. And you're thinking, I got a lot of blood here. I think I hit him double lung mm-hmm. and you go after him that it's, it's a, can be a costly mistake. I, I know I can think back of a, you know, and I haven't killed a ton of deer, nothing obviously like, like Mark or Terry, but just you mm-hmm. think about all your own experiences. And we had shot a doe one night and uh, I was at the, my Ellsbury lease. And I thought, man, this is really good. This is a decent hit, great blood. And we keep going and we track track for miles miles and uh, finally the the deer you know going all over the property and finally went off off onto the neighbor and I couldn't get permission to Track onto the neighbor, unfortunately. But I thought, man, I would have thought this deer—it was a doe, it was a smaller doe. I thought there's no way she could handle this, Mm -hmm. and it was just that the angle a little wasn't exactly right.
2: Yeah, and and it could even be the steepness of the angle. Yeah. So you know, maybe you just kind of go down and through the one side, the one side of the lung, and that's that's all you get. And you get good blood, you got a drain hole, but still, they can
0: breathe. The old drain hole. The old drain hole. (laughs) I love it. So uh, we didn't give this guy any answer other than it can they can go for a long way. Go into deer cash track. You got guys like Tracker John, you know Bobby Culbertson, Mark Terry, guys that have tracked mm-hmm. thousands of deer. And that's not a that's you know probably 2,500 a piece for Bobby and, and tracker, John Yeah. and Mark and Terry, certainly up in the thousands. So the advice that they give that, you know, and I'm, I know we're selling it here and this is a, this is a, you know, hard just sell, one
2: long commercial. That's all this podcast is. They,
0: they are pros and they give great advice and there's some really, you know, good tips in there on, on what exactly these deer are going to do. So I, I, by all means I'd go in and check it out. Agreed. Wildlife word Woo-wee. up. Let's do it. It's brought to you
2: by Sportsman Channel, your home for Winchester and Jury's natural born and everything red, wild, and blue. Okay, this tiny nemesis of deer and livestock used to annually eradicate deer herds to the tune of forty and eighty percent annually before they were largely wiped out with the help of gamma rays. Gamma rays.
0: Oh, we're, like, talking, like we're talking
2: like superhero
0: stuff, Ghostbuster
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't cross the streams, Matt. Okay. That's what she said. Is it... Wait, did she? I, I don't know. It, she could have. I think it always works. Is it A, the dingus fly? Old dingus fly. Is it B, the chutney worm? Chutney worm. It, <laughs> it's helpful for the audience when you repeat the, the possible the answers. Old chutney worm. C, the screw worm. Oh, he's a jerk. The old screw worm. Or D, the nasal hair larva. One of my favorites. Mm, the NHL. <laughs> uh, dingus fly, chutney worm, screw worm, nasal hair larva. Not, none of these are like if your doctor came to you and told you, "Hey, the reason you've been sick lately, the reason you've had constant <laughs> diarrhea." Screw
0: worm really did a number on you. <laughs> yep, you've got a dingus fly That's they Drink the wrong water. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I don't really know the answer, Tim. And the fact that they were wiped me. out with...
2: <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah,
0: i uh, trying to just think things. The fact that they were wiped out with gamma rays, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say like the dingus fly, but maybe it's a nasal hair larvae. <laughs>
2: Just kind of doing a shotgun approach here. It like could anything be I've done things. in life. This is like Shoot college all over again. Great.
0: Having cold Flashbacks. sweats. Looking at the girls around me It's school. Like, hey. They're done with their tests. Why aren't I? No, I was just going to say, hey, do you got the answer?
2: Oh, yeah, cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. No. No, it's called collaborative work. Yeah. I was a great collaborator. Nice. So the actual... The actual answer is C, Dang. screw worms. Screw this worm. These things, uh, They. If, if you go online and you start searching for screw worms, you see some really messed up images of deer that are like being eaten alive by their maggots.
0: Gross. And, I'm going to not go look that uh, up. Yeah, Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> And, and what? Any of uh, you sick guys out there that really got a <laughs> perversion see, for weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe that's what took out that real wild deer. The
2: screwworm <laughs> infestation localized yeah. on his antler, Packle. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. Could be. You never know. So the, the gamma rays come into play. What they did to, because because these things would also affect cattle. Like they'd go through and they'd wipe out a cattle herd. And mm-hmm. so it was an expensive parasite. What they did was they. I should have kept JW on for this. I was kind of thinking of him when when I when I came up with my this. bad, but they they uh, they would sterilize male screw uh, screw flies, so when they would mate with female screw flies, the eggs would be sterile. So you'd have this dead generation, like the eggs wouldn't do anything. So that's how they use gamma rays to. They're still around, but just not in the numbers that they used to be. Hmm.
0: Learn something new every sure. day. The wildlife ward brought the heat this Real? week.
2: Yeah. All right. So watch out for screw worms, everybody. And the dingus fly. <laughs> That's what she said! <laughs> All right, we got uh, we got a shout-out. I, 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 <laughs> I, I promise. I did not write this. Your mom are hillbillies. I don't know. I promise I did not write this shout-out. I haven't heard this. What is it? All yeah, right. you have. Okay. I don't endorse it, <laughs> <laughs> plausible deniability here boone 170 says way better than working class this is the podcast you want to listen to if you're a fan of jury outdoors no flat brimmed hats neck tattoos <clears throat> and big boy swear words when did hunting turn into the hipsters outdoors team matt
0: and tim for life i i don't endorse it i love little curtis and the boys over there working class but it is nice to have one win because we get a lot of crap internally about how we're not. Well, <laughs> oh, we have class. a
2: podcast. Huh.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't know it by some within these walls, but we do have a podcast. <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's great that there
2: is a bunch of different kinds of people and personalities and styles in the hunting industry. That's important. I cannot freaking wear a flat brimmed hat. Just because you look stupid, I can't it. do it. I I can't either. I have a flat brimmed hat. I tried to put a bend in it. For some reason, the (laughs) engineers at flat brimmed hat company make it so that the hat falls apart and has a weird poof on the sides. (laughs) It
0: is impossible. I can't wear them either. I just don't. Well, I mean, first of all, you're 43. I'm 41. That's the biggest reason. And that's one of the main things that I like. Look, my nephews, they look cool in flat brimmed hats. Yes. (laughs) All right. But, like, when you see 40 year olds wearing flat, 50 year olds wearing flat brims, don't and, do it. and there's a lot of those in our industry, because it must be that in a freaking vest jacket, <laughs> poofy yes. vest jacket. Ironic with flannel. Yeah. So, <clears throat> listen, don't do it. If it's not your, stick to your style, man. Act your age. Act your age. Now, what I do find funny about that, we're going to break this down a little bit. Ooh, analyze what I find it. funny about it, Like, those guys over at working class, they don't really... I don't think they're really necessarily a bunch of flat-brim hat guys. Yes, and the neck tattoos, and the big boy swear words. Like, I think they would own that, and really, that's kind of like their calling card. But when he says, when did Huntington turn into hipster outdoors? I don't think hipster and working class are the same thing. I'm neither, technically, neither of these things, but... I don't think they connect, those dots. If they were
2: hipster outdoors, they would be drinking fancy
0: micro brews. Correct. IPAs, not and bush lights. Dark rim glasses. Yes. And
2: those guys live out west. Those are called westies. There are there are very distinct groups within the hunting world. There are. And you have to be able to know how to navigate all of them. Yes. We need, and we need all of them.
0: I, I'm going to text little Curtis and tell him he, he was called out as a hipster. I think he would get a kick out of that. He's... The rest of it is pretty dead on, though. Yeah. And they would own it. Those guys, we love them. Lil' Curtis is the best. But uh, I think they'd own the, the big boy swear words and neck tattoos all day. 100%, yeah.
2: And, and something for you and I to think about, maybe, to be more relatable to the, the younger folks that listen to and watch this show, maybe we get DeerCast neck tattoos. mm
0: Actually, Scott wants to get a deer cast tattoo. He has since he it's started years, here. It's been years in the making. I've yep. been saying, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's shaking his head, and this is a guy with a lot of tattoos. <laughs> yes. uh, but maybe this is the year we just say, screw it. Let's let Scott destroy his body for a job. we go film it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Turn it into something? De- definitely film it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, look at us. We're both wearing polos. We couldn't be more... <laughs> <laughs> we got our comfy shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: no, yeah, we we would the neck tattoo would wear us, not yeah. the other way around.
0: We we I got a tattoo, but I just couldn't do the neck tattoo. It wouldn't. Was uh, it the Grateful Dead bear? Yes. Yeah. Nice um, job. On my butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the only
2: tattoo I would ever get is if I did an Ironman triathlon, I would get the Ironman M on my calf.
0: That's the only tattoo. Like a I would, bur- you would brand yourself forever as a a superior athlete to your peers. I would try. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I listen, when you don't have a whole lot of successes in your life, you have to accentuate the ones that you have. Like I'm wearing a medal
0: right now. He's been wearing this thing all week.
2: <laughs> he wore it on the ride home. I wore it to the steakhouse
0: after the yeah, uh, after yeah. the run and it's like a little kid looking at me. field day, they got a, a ribbon and like I'm wearing this ribbon He's for the rest of the year. <laughs> pretend fireman's helmet. He must be a real fireman. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, own it. You, you yeah, earned it. You yeah. might as well own it. Why not? I do want to say, as I mentioned, that there was this awesome outdoorsman that was going to join the podcast. It is not Cam Haynes. I, I should throw that out there. He's on a current press tour that I tried to get in on. <sighs> We're not good enough for that tour. <sighs> now, if I see him on Working Class, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got some splaining to do. Yeah. No, but I, I did try. I shot my shot. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, someday it, I got a heart. <laughs> like we, it was a heart reply. <laughs> you know, when you, it was a DM, it was just a heart. Like, like, like I'm not replying to this, but Hey, that's a great it. idea. Jeez. I'm acknowledging it, but he's uh, on with like Jocko and, you know, and the meat eater guys, which rank at like the top five outdoor podcasts, which I think, I don't know. I think they're like paying somebody. Like I get me. the yeah. couple podcasts, but how are every mediator podcast in the top five? I don't know. Maybe they're using
2: like controlled substances to boost their performance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gamma rays. That's what we need. That's, I'd like to know who's shooting gamma rays and brainwashing.
2: <laughs> Listen, I got a, because my knee was bugging me from the race. I got one of those electro units that you, and I was like, this is how I die. I'm going to shock myself.
0: <laughs> well, you weren't in a bathtub, were you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I was thinking about taking a shower, but I did. not But, uh, yeah, I'll take anything that will enhance my performance. Whatever. Oh, I don't mind. It's uh,
0: an indictment on steroids. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. It's
2: 2022.
0: How about our newest Rack Pack members? How about these fellas? Maybe a girl. I don't know. I haven't read it Could yet. Could be. All right, we got the Rack Pack. I say it every week. All you got to do, go over to Facebook, private group, type in uh, 100% Wild Rack Pack or Dre Outdoors Rack Pack. It'll come up. And every week, Tim types them out. Every week, I read them. Every week. Every week I butcher somebody's name, and every week there's somebody that's fake in here. So let's see which we got. Justin, oh, man, right out of the gate. I think you purposely do this to me. Thavadils. Thavadils. How would you say that guy's last name? The Vitals? The Vitals. God damn it. That was the one. Rat farts. <laughs> All right, Justin, the vitals. Brad Dykstra. I wonder if him and Lenny get down with it. One of the best <laughs> baseball players ever. Get down uh, with it. Yeah, well, like brothers out there, <laughs> causing trouble. Lenny Dykstra was a jive tr- talking each t- other. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Dykstra was a real troublemaker. Famous on the Mets team. <laughs> yes. Famous for being oh, <coughs> quite get, the party. Get down with it. Yeah, uh, Aaron Ogler. Oh, oh hey, hey, I know this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay alright just moving on James Kuhn JT White Craig Strayer Zach Figert Adam Oswald mm. Oswald or Oswald <laughs> it starts <laughs> with an O knows? who knows where the emphasis goes it's funny goes. that I have such a hard time with this because like when I'm like teaching Lola how to read right now and I'm like sound it out <laughs> Poor Lola. <laughs> God help her.
2: <laughs> I screenshotted one of our Rack Pack members. You know, they, they have to answer. I don't know if I, if I screenshot this or not. They have to answer the membership questions to get into the group. Yeah. And they said something like <clears throat> their favorite part of the show is. The oh, here it is. Uh, this when is. He said laughing at
0: Matt. Uh. <laughs> that wasn't nice. I'm that's okay. I'm fine with it. If we can gain more listeners and viewers because I'm fun on the podcast,
2: (laughs) whatever it takes,
0: taking one for the team. That's right. Yep. Yep. It's not going to be for knowledge of the outdoors, (laughs) might as well be for something.
2: You got to have your lane, you got
0: to know what you're good at. I'm staying in it. And yeah. (laughs) Okay. That. I hope JW doesn't listen back to this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so episode number 266 is going to be a big one with Craig Morgan. That's right. Make sure you tune in for that. Episode 267 is going to be awesome. I think it's Pat Sajak, but I could be wrong. You are wrong. Ah. Okay. All right, let's
0: shut it down. Until next time. Peace out. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, Usher. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. The results are in. DeerCast said great. It doesn't exist anywhere else but in
1: DeerCast. Hunters love DeerCast's exclusive deer movement forecast. Get out of your game with DeerCast.